2: Hey, this is Brian Alvarez, and this is today's edition of the Wrestling Observer Daily Podcast on the 8 Side Network. Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's get it on! How's it going, everybody? Brian Alvarez here on Wrestling Observer Live. We are here every day, Monday through Friday, noon Pacific 3 Eastern, Sunday, 3 Pacific 6 Eastern. It's Monday here on this show, and we got a lot to talk about, don't we? This weekend, there were 8,000 shows. We had Rampage. We had Battle of the Belts. We had SmackDown. We had Bound for Glory. We had Extreme Rules. We had the return of Bray Wyatt. We got to get into all of that. And on top of that, we got news. A lot of news, including returns and expected returns. Well, Bray Wyatt returned, as we know. Also likely to be returning soon, the Good Brothers. Bo Dallas is on his way back. And... As we'll talk about later, it's kind of interesting because, you know, there's a lot of uh, a lot of talk about certain things going on in AEW and there are guys there. Not a lot of them, but we know there are a few names that they wanted to get out and they wanted to go back to WWE. And one of the reasons that they wanted to get out and go back to WWE was, A, Vince was gone and they had faith in Triple H that they did not have in in Vince McMahon. And also, you know, when they were in WWE, they worked a lot more. And they work a lot less in AEW. And some some people in AEW would be perfectly happy uh, working less and making a lot of money. Other people want to work a lot. And the irony here is, what everybody's talked about in AEW is, my God, there is so much talent. There's more talent than you've got enough TV to do stuff with everybody. It's just you can't do it. There's There's too many people. Well... Here we are, adding, 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 adding to WWE. And, you know, it's great for the people that are now employed again, but we are literally going to end up in the exact same situation where there's too much talent and not enough television time. And then, of course, you know, ultimately, it's going to... This will end up evening out between people wanting to go to AEW, stay in WWE. But it is it is interesting how this is all moving forward here. Anyway, back in a moment, Mike Subravivi joins us. Hopefully, Wrestling Observer Live. Back in the show, Brian Elber is here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Simper, also also WrestlingObserver.com. Well, you know, we had extreme rules the other day, and... You'll never guess what happened at the end of Extreme Rules, everybody. Bray Wyatt returned to WWE. Bray Wyatt, I guess, is the white rabbit. Maybe he's not. You know, he's got a lot of stuff going on. I don't know what's going on. But I do know that Bray Wyatt is back. And I do know, if you watch the end of the show, they had Bray Wyatt singing, he's got the whole world in his hands, and then they cut around the building and... There was the buzzard, there was the fat pig, Huskus, and uh, various other critters and creatures, and two sets of uh, women's tag team titles, or I guess one set of tag team titles. And there's been a lot of people trying to figure out what's going on. It's a puzzle by design, and I don't know what's going on. And they did a they did a Ronda Rousey Liv Morgan match, and they had this finish where I don't even know what happened. I I could not for the life of me figure out that finish, but whatever whatever that disaster was, what happened was Ronda won, and then Liv, as she was passing out, was smiling. I thought she was laughing because the finish was so botched, <laughs> but apparently after the match was over and they cut away, she sat in the ring and she laughed for a while. So now everyone's trying to figure out this this mystery. And, you know, I always talked about the lore of the fiend. That was a term that was used on my timeline once, the lore of the fiend. And as much as I mock that, the fact is there is lore regarding the fiend. And at the end of the day, they got a story. And apparently it's a long one. And there will be twists and turns, and it's going to go likely through WrestleMania, and it will involve Bray Huskus, the fat pig, and I'm sure Sister Abigail, and I'm sure Alexa Bliss will figure in, and maybe Liv Morgan, and maybe the returning Bo Dallas, who is in fact on his way back. I cannot believe how much people... God bless the guy. I got nothing against Bo Dallas, but, man, I just threw out on my to my super followers that I'd heard from multiple sources that Bo Dallas was coming back. Man, that exploded in my face. I was like, it's Bo Dallas. Apparently it's a big deal. Bo Dallas is on his way back. And we'll see where this all goes with The Fiend. Because, you know what they said about The Fiend? They said, you know... A lot of this really dumb stuff that you don't like about the Fiend character, the magic and the goofiness and the worms and all that, that was all Vince. That's what people have said. Well, you know what? Vince is gone. And so we're going to find out, maybe starting tonight, if that was true or if that's just what people said to place blame on how stupid some of that stuff was. We're going to find out soon enough now, won't we, Mike?
3: Yes, we will. I make movies too, pal. Meh. Hey, it's WWE, and for anything you want to say about it, they sunk some time and effort and some money into that production at the end of that show. Did it do Matt Riddle and Seth Rollins any favors? No, but who cares? It doesn't really matter. That's what the whole thing was building up to. They can do the video package on Seth and Riddle and make you think that was the greatest ending in the world and nothing happened after it, but... It was all about getting to that with Bray, and we'll see what happens. Do these characters come to life? Are they just going to go back into whatever form that they were in before? Is this going to be a lot of the spooky and the supernatural as it was before? I guess we're just going to have to see. I'm willing to give it a chance but I'm not as over-the-moon about it as some people are. Certainly not as over-the-moon about it as whoever was controlling the voiceover of the crowd, because the sweetening that seemed to take place during that show was epic at times. But I know he did get a good reaction coming back. Look, people will forget about the new thing or the old thing if the new thing is good, so... I'm willing to go for the ride here, but you got to prove yourself to me. I'm just not going to give it to you and expect this thing to be great, because as we tar- talked about with the art house thing, you know, if people don't react well to this or there are skeptics about it, how can you blame them? Look at the way you buried everybody. And it's, again, not his fault intentionally, but how much the Bray Wyatt character hurt the product and hurt people. So... You know, if people are a little skeptical about it, you got to expect that if you're WWE. It's not people that are hating or anything like that. He and WWE have got to prove themselves with this thing, and we'll see what happens. It looks like it's going to be, though. Also, for some of the people listening out here with short attention spans, they look like they may be spending a lot of time on this. So all these clues and things like this, that sort of sleight of hand and that sort of psychology in this story I don't think it's going to be something that you can just kind of blow off. It's something that's going to be, looks like it's going to be embedded heavily week after week, and it's going to be something they have a long term plan for.
2: Well, the show, we had the Brawling Brutes beating Imperium. 17 minutes and 50 seconds in a good old fashioned Donnie Brooke match. I cannot recommend this match more. If you're asking me, what did I miss? What should I see? Well, what you should see. Is the old the good old fat not just an old fashioned a good a old, old fashioned fashion. yes I would call it a great old fashioned Donnie Brook match it was awesome brawling brutes got the win and uh, just violence and hitting people really hard in safe places which is my favorite kind of hitting and it was very good Ronda Rousey beat Liv Morgan in an extreme rules match lives lives. I mean, she's got to be turning heel or something, because, man, they have done her zero... F- or they're incompetent. I mean, it's one or the other. They have done her no favors. She gets in there as a baby face. She's afraid to face Ronda Rousey one-on-one, even though the story is she's the only person to ever beat her twice. She has to run for her bat. She finally gets a hold of the bat, and Ronda beats her ass. And then she beats her, and she beats her, and she beats her. Liv gets a little bit of heat. Ronda beats her, beats her, beats her, submits her, and wins the title back. So, what a—you know—that moment where she won Money in the Bank was like a fantastic moment, and the cash in was great. And it was Vince; he had no earthly idea what to do with Liv Morgan, and so they gave her that other win over Ronda, which was totally lame. And you just knew this day was coming. And it has come, and now we need to move on to something else.
3: Wait a second. Before you move on to anything else, I, this just hit me. Who is her? Is she with. Because I, I don't know, can keep up with a lot of wrestlers' personal lives. Is she with. Bo Dallas? Uh, well, I mean, that's
2: certainly the rumor, but I have not been to their farm,
3: so I cannot. Ah, that's right. It Confirmed. was the farm that he was going to retire to. Hmm. You know, he was all about Bo leaving and. Her whole thing with her character has been she loses a lot and screws up a lot and takes big L's, but she always believed in herself that she was going to come back.
2: Hmm. Well, I wonder if
3: that all ties together.
2: We will We will find out now, won't we? Hmm. Sometimes I'm about ready to retire to a farm. We had Karrion Cross and Drew McIntyre in a strap match. They had 10 minutes. They got farms in Hawaii? I would say, yeah, of course they do. I would say that this match was good. I would not say the match was great. I thought that Drew McIntyre was pretty great. I thought that Karrion Kross was fine. They strapped the heck out of each other. And Karrion Kross ended up beating Drew when Scarlett sprayed pepper spray into the eyes of Drew McIntyre. Because if you haven't figured out the feud, they're working the eye. I didn't know you could soften up an eye. But that's what they're doing. Haven't you been watching NXT? Bianca Belair beat Bailey in a ladder match. They went 16 minutes. I thought they they did a good job. I thought they worked hard. I thought the match was good. I would not say that it was great. Bianca ended up, uh, the whole heel crew ran in control, whatever they're called, damage control. Yes, control. Alt, and, a, you know, Oscar's injured, and I don't know what's up with Alexa. So Bianca had to run them all off on her own, and then she climbed up after hitting Bailey with her, Finish on a ladder, got the belt, and won. So she is still the champion. Finn Balor beat Edge in an I Quit match. You know the finish. First off, the first twenty minutes of this, just the longest, most nothing happened in match ever. Wow. Last ten minutes, when everybody ran in, it was actually a great dramatic story. And then Edge quit after they threatened to concerto his wife. And then after he quit, they did it anyway. Heat. I don't want to hear about crowd sweeting. I got some heat. Back in a moment if it's over life.
0: That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.
1: Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like (sighs) being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb
2: Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Summer Vivi, also WrestlingObserver.com. So, that uh, Finn Balor Edge match, obviously everybody ran in, and first the heels run in, and then Ray runs in, and then Ray gets laid out, and then Beth runs in, and Beth actually killed everybody. It was a great comeback. And then Edge is handcuffed to the ropes, and she helps him, but then she gets knocked out by Rhea. Edge gets beat up and held down, and they do the big threat. You either say I quit, or, man, we're going to give her this concerto, and he, he's forced to say I quit, and they go, say it again, and so he's got to say it twice, which they actually, you know, for those of you that uh, still, and, you know, it's fine. I got a little PTSD, too, but uh, this storytelling is clearly way better with Triple H than with Vince because this whole, this has all been, these, these seeds have been planted for a while. What's happened in this feud? Well, the Judgment Day has been going after Edge and Ray, and they're trying to recruit AJ Styles. AJ doesn't want to join. Finn wants him to do the gimmick, and he doesn't want to do it. And last week, they're building up the I Quit match, and Edge makes it very clear, there's nothing that you can physically do to me. There's no amount of pain that you can put me in where I will say I quit. And, of course, now we know why. Well, he quit because he was trying to save his wife. And the finish obviously sets up uh, Rhea Ripley and Beth down the road. It sets up mixed tags down the road. And what we've also got going here, a secondary storyline, is that Finn Balor wants AJ to join him and the Judgment Day. And after they beat him up, who will edge who will will uh, aj bring in to counter the judgment day and i cannot say i cannot say 100% that the good brothers are heading to wwe but i'm pretty sure the good brothers are heading to wwe <laughs> because they are finished with impact wrestling that is confirmed and so their options are like aw new japan or wwe and within wwe The belief is that the Good Brothers are coming in. And if you look at the AJ storyline going back weeks, I mean, I think it's pretty clear they've been planting the seeds for AJ and the Good Brothers to reunite. And they take on Finn Balor and Damian Priest and Dominic in six-man matches. And you've got a feud there as well. So you can see that they are planting seeds and they are paying those things off. And they're not just dropping stuff. So this is an improvement over the Vince regime.
3: And it's fascinating because when are they coming in? Does Carl Anderson drop the never title first? I believe that
2: he will drop the never title first.
3: So there's that, you know, which could be look, that could be an interesting thing too. If WWE just lets that go a little bit past so they can say that they were being, you know, benevolent and. Look at how gracious we are with this crossover. See, we can do that sort of thing, too. Uh, You know, I I think I would be thinking more like you that they're going to go ahead and have him drop the title beforehand, but you never know. You never know in this new era of things. But it also interests me that could you do for Survivor Series, I would love to see this, and I know you have the caveat in WWE that you can't have man on woman, but one person that one woman that's actually had man-on-woman violence happen to them because of Randy Orton giving her the RKO is Beth Phoenix. And if the Good Brothers come in and you have Rey Mysterio and you have AJ Styles, a great fifth person would be Beth Phoenix. And you have Rhea Ripley on the other side with Finn Balor and Dominic, and I guess you would have to get somebody else to pair along with them alongside uh, Damian Priest, so... I, to me, I would love to have something like that actually happen, because Beth being back is great. Beth, in small doses, doing anything is fantastic. And I thought how everything came across on Saturday night or Sunday night, I thought was great.
2: And then we had Matt Riddle and Seth Rollins in the main event, a fight pit match with Daniel Cormier as a special referee. And Daniel Cormier was just a special referee. And he did a couple spots early, and then he stayed out of the way. They had one questionable spot with him at the end, which was when Seth took a curb stomp. And instead of just counting, like he was supposed to, Daniel Cormier made sure he was okay first, and then counted, which they played up in storyline as, why did he do that? And Seth is yelling at him, and the announcers are questioning him. And ultimately, you know, it made sense that Daniel and Seth would have a confrontation at the end and Mike Tyson would punch out Shawn Michaels. Didn't happen. Instead, Matt Riddle got the big win, and, man, those lights went out immediately. This was, this was old-school TNA to the back, and they did the return of Bray White. We never saw Seth again. We never saw Riddle again. So even though Riddle got his big win— I mean, they didn't really make a big deal out of it. And Seth Rollins, I'm sure, is going to go to RAW tonight, and I would expect he'll beat Bobby Lashley for the uh, the U.S. title. And I think he has a U.S. title, right? Is it the U.S. or Intercontinental? U.S. It's U.S. right? Yes. Yeah, because old Gunter's the Intercontinental champion yeah. still, who US. beat Sheamus, by the way. So yeah, this was a this was a good match. I wouldn't call it, it was a great match. I wouldn't say it was a great match. So really, what you had on this show was good match. Long match with a great finish, good match, good match, not so good match, awesome match. And that's the story of extreme, a sto- A tale of extremes, although we did not
3: get the horrible match on this show. Feels like the fingertips of Paul Heyman, uh, kind of all into that storyline with Dominic and AJ and Ray and Edge and everybody being involved in there and. What a better place than Philadelphia to actually have that kind of drama. It actually worked out really well there, and that crowd was fantastic as well, too, because I know somebody pointed out, hey, you know, the sweetening was loud. Maybe the sweetening was loud because the crowd was actually loud, and they really wanted to amplify it, but I thought it was actually a really good night for them. And as far as getting some interest going leading into Raw, they did as good of a job as they can, even though they're really at the mercy of football tonight anyway. But for their fans, that's how you got to look at it. For their fans, they're at least trying. Come on, bros. Who cares about Miz and Gritty and Dexter? Anybody, honestly? Gritty's a big deal, dude. No, come on. Gritty is a big deal. Gritty could be the new San Diego chicken if they wanted him to get out of the Wawa territory. He could be a new chicken. Wow. Hey, a lot of people thought Pete Rose could be underneath that thing. He he needs the money all the time for good reason seemingly not a good guy Pete Rose I hope that someday people say something like that about me hey he could be the new chicken not a good guy not a good they'll probably say he was a chicken and not a good guy chicken chest hey, I am a great a great guy
2: no you're not whether you like it or not are you yeah.
3: <laughs> Mr Benevolent NXT tonight we've got <laughs> Your old friends call you sociopath which i got to be Ooh, honest. name one i got to be craig Craig doesn't count. <laughs> you are a great judge of, talent. of sociopath and psychopath. You are an incredible balance of that. But you always pay on time. i got to give you that one for sure, too. NXT tomorrow night has got Braun <laughs> Breaker against, uh, what's his name, Big Body Javi. <laughs> Big Body Hobby. Yes, I've Javi, yes. I've never been
2: so excited for a match since Sheamus versus Gunther. <laughs> then we've got the Nathan <laughs> Frazier. Axiom, third match of the series, the final match of the series. And the winner goes into the ladder match, which is too bad. Maybe they'll go to a draw and they'll both get in. Why would you want one of them not in the ladder match? It's a good point. You think I want to see that big, uh, what's that big guy's name? With the Von brow? Wagner. Von Wagner. I like the guy, <laughs> but you think I want Von Wagner in the ladder match instead of Axiom or Nathan Frazier? I guess he can
3: catch blokes, but... Do you think Nathan Frazier is small enough where he could use the brow of Von Wagner as a base? That's a horrible
2: thing to say. And you called me a psychopath and a horrible person. You make that comment about his physical appearance. Terrible. I'm just asking Why don't you call Huskus fat while you're at it? That fat pig. We have Stax Lorenzo against Wes Lee. And uh, Elbow Fire and JC Jane are going to have a singles match. That's NXT tomorrow. You excited? I am. I'm really hoping Lash Legend runs in on that match. New Japan held their Declaration of Power event Monday morning. New championship being introduced and a new member of a Los Ingo Naber, Ingobernables. <laughs> See, I try to go slow for the slow listeners, and it, it, <laughs> no good deed goes unpunished. See, this is when they
3: say, Well, why can't Lucha get it's over the fans in America? Fault. It's because your fault, as fans. soon as somebody comes over the next generation, they're done with it. See, this is a great example of it right here with Brian Alvarez here, not being able to say Los Ingobernables. Oh, Come that on. was
2: that was a real good one right
3: there. Mike. I mean could, yeah, Come really on. is anybody expecting anything out of me and my diction though? Clear no one's
2: expecting anything out of your diction. You should know that by now. New Japan formerly introduced the New Japan World Television Championship. Did you see this thing? Takami Obari noted this would be a championship aimed for younger talent with an emphasis on speed. It's a high-speed title. Yes, it is. 15-minute time limit will be held for each match. Each title match will be posted on New Japan's social media accounts. A tournament to crown the first champion will take place in the future.
3: There's no Azumis there.
2: So you're telling me that they made a belt. They plan an announcement. They did the announcement. They introduced mm-hmm. the belt. Yeah. But they don't have a date for when the tournament's gonna start.
3: It's got an orange strap. Palling. It looks like a it looks like a like a dinner tray. It looks like a plaque you would receive. I got really. plenty of those. I'll have to check it out. Did you see that thing? You I didn't see it? I haven't seen that? it yet. You gotta see it during the break. I'm telling you. I couldn't see filthy walking around with this thing. I just I couldn't. Here's the question. What will be what will be more anticipated the matches
2: for the New Japan World Television Championship which will air on the internet and not television Mm -hmm. or the next magic trick that I post for my super followers at Brian Alvarez I vote the latter I agree back in a moment with more Observer Live
0: Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1 800 Gambler.
1: Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store.
2: Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervibi, also WrestlingObserver.com. Hey, you know, during that break, I went up on the internet to take a look at that New Japan World
3: Television title. I know where you went. You went to your front page and put up uh, the story that Brian Rose has got up there about the uh, Declaration of Power. Yeah, I see it right no, now. No, that's not where I went.
2: I Googled well. it and it came up.
3: But you know my point,
2: Mike, if you don't mind if I continue my point here. Yeah, I had one there too. My point, Mike, is that I looked at that belt and I, I heard what you said about that belt and the strap color and
3: everything like that. And Yeah. You don't know, like this belt? That Look at this belt that looks like an ornate ring are you kidding me you don't is like it, that look- belt huh i don't like that belt well you know here's what i'm gonna do oh yeah what you got what can we gonna... talk about this belt for a minute
2: well hold on what i'm gonna do is i'm going to uh
3: they haven't had a good history here recently hey, jared with, with title belts
2: hold on well, here's what i'm gonna do i'm gonna send this to jared because i want this on screen
3: all right you know you can talk Come on, Mister Entertainment! I thought you could do two things at one time there, Brian. Now typing this in with a uh, message to Jared to put this picture of this sorry-looking belt up on. You know what this belt kind of reminds me of? No no no, of no, it, no, 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 no! Don't
2: just what? wait. Okay. Here's the thing: I realize that those of you that are that are listening can't see the picture or anything like that. Yeah. But for those of you that are watching on video, I want you to see what this belt looks like. Mm-hmm. Before I explain the revelation that I came to when I saw this belt, oh yeah, so I'm going to move on here for a second.
3: Oh yeah,
2: I'm going to move on.
3: Well, can we at least talk a little bit about this belt? No, nope. after we lead after, up
2: to after it. the uh, picture's up, we'll, we'll do that. Okay, fine. All right. Uh, Teton. Yes, of I love CMLL. Him. I sent you the picture, Jared. He's fantastic. Uh, Teton of CMLL joined Los Ingobernables. I'm his biggest fan. De Japon on, on they Monday's on. show. Aiding the group in a match against members of United Empire, he revealed himself under a mask. Asked to join LIJ. The team discussed the matter and then held their fists in the air. Titan joined them, officially becoming a member of LIJ. Master Wato pinned Taiji Shimori in a non-title match, replacing Kushida. Boo! After the match, both Hiromu and Desperado came in to also make their claim for the next shot. A four-way was eventually agreed to setting up the next title match. Prior to the start of Monday's show, Yuji Nagata announced that Oleg Bolton, an amateur wrestler from Kazakhstan... Mm-hmm. You know that uh, that name Oleg Bolton reminded me of another story, but that's that's for another time. Is it about Michael Bolton or Oleg Tatarov? Bolton competed in the 2022
3: Freestyle Wrestling World Championships, finishing fifth, so
2: he's on his way in.
3: That feels like a straight out of the late 80s. Remember when he got the wrestler all the wrestlers from Russia in there? That's what that feels like.
2: And also, Gorillas of Destiny member Tongaloa is going to be out for the rest of the year. The 39-year-old has not wrestled. Since New Japan capital collision May 14, New Japan announced June 1. Lowe had been pulled from the best of the Super Juniors finals after suffering a knee injury. He provided an update on his brother, this is Tama during an episode of Tama's Island released on Sunday. He's been injured, he said, towards MCL, just had surgery a couple of months ago. He'll be out the rest of the year, but he's making progress. He isn't able to run yet, but he's able to walk and do some stuff, and just the running part is the hardest part right now. He's doing well. He's moving forward. Looking forward to having him
3: come back. Is it there? I don't know if it's right underneath me or not, but uh, there it is. What are you talking about? The belt.
2: No, I'll tell him when to put the belt up. Okay. I'm in charge here. It's in in queue, folks. Yes, it is in queue. All right, you ready, everybody? So, take a look at this, the New Japan World Television Championship. Look at it. Look at that belt. Look at it. Y'all see that on uh, video? videof 4 wonlinecom Yeah, put me up Come in the corner boy. there, uh uh Jared, so you can see me. Come on with that belt. As I as I talk about that belt. Ah, forget remember, about
3: it. Remember the old southwestern
2: heavyweight a- title that had the uh the cow there, skin? Yeah, it's good enough right there. Leave it yeah, leave it right That's what there. It looks like. Okay, now listen, everybody. You know I you know I have a Twitter where you can super follow me. Mm. And I got all sorts of stuff up there for super followers. I I do magic. I post videos. Every now and then I break news. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know why? You know why, why? I have that ability to have super followers, Mike? Because why? I'm an influencer. That's what yeah. they call them nowadays. I'm an influencer. Mm. And what's funny is that my influence, it goes beyond social media. My influence dates back decades. Decades. To, in fact, a promotion known as the Youth Wrestling Federation, the YWF. Mm. Oh, yes. Do you know what I have in my possession, Mike? What do you have, Brian? No, it's not the Texarkana title. Mm-hmm. It is the YWF Intercontinental Championship.
3: Are you wait ready, a ready so, for you this? You have multiple titles there? The- oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> they stole my design. You
3: know what? From 1993! That's why Filthy threw up. It wasn't because he was drunk. It was because when you idiots were cleaning that up, he was sneaking that belt out there so they can get that remade in a 2022 form. Good job, Filthy. Look at that. I am aghast. The no second why- I saw
2: that, the second I saw that, I thought, Ugh. you gotta be kidding me!
3: now i know why filthy was in the ring there with the bullet club and jay white as he was challenging eddie kingston there for 44th street but now i know why look ah. at that ah. what do you feel next again, the it, ywf heavyweight championship design well Is that coming one, up next needs to be said again they are not on a roll with creating these championship belts here and frankly i don't know why they need this belt I know it's a gimmick. I don't know what's going on with TV Asahi either because if it benefits them in any way financially or benefits them with anything with TV, great. They seem to not be losing anything in this. They're putting up free matches for everybody. The title will always be released for free on TV, on streaming, wherever it is. So, you know, okay, it's more free wrestling for people. That's cool is the belt going to be held by top stars i guess we're gonna to have to see that too because if it is going to be a battery of no offense chase owens title defenses i don't know if that's going to be the most exciting thing in the world but i guess we're gonna to have to see how this whole thing plays out now aren't we i just wonder how long it takes before this belt somehow makes its way on the aew television so we can just have another belt
2: Nick Gage is once again GCW World Champion after defeating John Moxley night one of GCW Fight Club in a career versus title match. Match featured the use of several light tubes, barbed wire, Gage repeatedly carving Mox's forehead with a pizza slicer. Finish had AEW star Stokely Hathaway and W. Morrissey getting involved with Morrissey chokeslamming Moxley through a barbed wire glass window pane. Gage went for a cover. Moxley kicked out. Gage then scored the win after hitting three pile drivers and a choke breaker. After the match, Gage praised Moxley, putting him over. He said he will keep going and going and wouldn't have won the title without the fans, saying that he goes through glass and barbed wire for them. Praised GCW and said any of the haters can come find him. It's Gage's third run with the gold and his first since July of 2021.
3: Left out a big chunk there where he called AEW that old uh, P-word company there. Well, come on. Then put put Moxley over huge because, and look, credit to Moxley, and I don't blame Tony Khan for one second for not wanting John Moxley involved your big one of your biggest investments you don't want him involved in anything else you were being really nice when the whole thing started letting people work in other places with where you're at now those things need to come to an end and obviously you have a willing member in John Moxley who wants to do things in the wrestling business and for your business where it makes sense but John Moxley actually maybe putting his foot down what it sounded like and saying, no, I really do need to do this and finish this storyline and do this. For wrestling and for wrestling fans. Hopefully he didn't get too much pushback from Tony Khan about that because yes, anything can go wrong in a wrestling ring. But as we discussed on Friday, there was going to be nothing lost in this. And in fact, you actually have now another little, you know, writer because you had W. Morrissey be the one that came out there and hit Moxley. And that's the second time, by the way, the second time. MJF has utilized Nick Gage in such a way where it has screwed over John Moxley. Does that matter in the storyline? Maybe not. But you know what? You have it if you want it. Well,
2: I don't know all the details, but I don't think there was ever a point where Tony Khan told him he could not drop this title. I'm sure Tony Khan didn't want him to go in there and lose clean. I'm sure that's why W. <laughs> Morrissey and... and uh, wasn't a big fan of the pane of glass, and certainly too. Do. I don't think Tony cares. Are you kidding me, Tony Khan? Guy grew up on e, on ECW. <laughs> it's, it's, you know, he was it's probably like, point. hey, listen, if you're gonna lose, I need you to go through three panes of glass <laughs> and tax. But here's the thing.
3: <laughs> and Legos. Here's the
2: thing. I don't think John Moxley's gonna be doing a lot of indie dates, but I don't think it has anything to do with with Tony Khan. Because one of the things here, he won this title. September 4, 2021, okay? And you know, this was this was before he had gone into rehab and it was shortly after his his daughter was born. And let me tell you something as a dad, things change quick. Yeah, they do. And I think that as a father and listen, she was she was born in in the summer I think of of uh 2021. So, like, she's probably walking. She may be starting to talk. You know, not, no longer just laying there doing nothing, which they do for a long time. So, as a father, I think that he's probably like, man, what a life I got! I got to go to work on Wednesday, and then I don't got to do anything else if I don't want to. I can, I can hang out, play with my kid, my wife, and make a ton of money. And so, you know, I think that every now and then there's going to be something that he really wants to do. If there's an opportunity, he's going to take it. I'm sure he'd go for the G1. But I'm pretty sure this is all John Moxley's decision. I'm sure he wanted to put over Nick Gage for this title there in the end. And he has re-signed. They sent out a press release a couple of days ago. He'd actually re-signed, what is October 10th? He re-signed about a month ago. This was not something... I, he had been working for a little while without a contract, but it wasn't like he'd been working for you know six months or anything like that. He he signed a while ago. They decided they were going to put the press release out uh, a few days ago for whatever reason, and, uh, and he's there for five years, and he's going to be wrestling. He's going to uh, do some agenting work. He's already helping people put matches together. So he's just going to commit himself to AEW and wrestling. And
3: good for him, dude. Good for him. He did the barnstorming thing. He won. Look, he's worked for the biggest company in the world. He won. He worked for ROH when there was an ROH. He did that. He won. He came up a little bit in the old school, trained a little bit by Les Thatcher, all that. He won. He won. And he got to do what he wants to do. And now it can be quality over quantity. He did the barnstorming thing. He did the AEW thing. He did the go-get-a-clean thing. Now he's doing the family man-father thing while being the number one star, or at least 1A, 1B, 1C, inside of his own company. So congrats to him and, you know, good for him for being able to get there because it hasn't been easy. Spurnier says AEW kind of spoiled the title match with that press release.
2: Hey, listen, maybe they did, but you know what? If your options are, we either ain't doing the match because I don't want my champion losing, or we're going to send a press release out a day before saying that he's finishing up all his obligations and you can do the match and lose, I'm taking that. So anyway, back in a moment of Super Live. I'm
3: be here. Back
2: right, on the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi also from WrestlingObserver.com. You know when I went to do that match with Filthy? Old Nick Gage was there. Uh-huh. The guy that nearly killed me. Yeah. And uh, not to kill his gimmick, but he's the sweetest guy. But man, that guy's beat up. And that's one of the reasons that uh, the GCW signed him to a contract. The only contract they ever signed anybody to. Yeah. And it was, you know, we want to... We want to give this guy a contract, so this can be what he does, and he can take care of himself and work matches here and there, and not just be out, you know, killing himself and and doing whatever else, you know, different shows and everything like that. So, you know, I mean, but you know, there are a lot of people that believed he might actually retire, and he didn't. He's going to continue on,
3: but if you saw him, in best portions- of luck. Portions during that match i mean moxley was working with himself i mean gage was he he, he can move slow and leo rush on yesterday actually won a scramble that gage look gage called out anybody from the locker room said step up who wants the next shot a bunch of people poured out they had a scramble match what looks like leo rush is going to be somebody who gets a title shot against nick gage and that is an interesting contrast in styles there it's certainly a uh, a clash so we'll see if anybody gets added to that match but nick gage is your gcw champion nick gage versus leo rush nick effing gage against leo rush yes the man of the hour well 2022 baby you know speak of the bad. man of the hour in one hour the man
2: filthy tom lawler is going to be here Video.f4wonline.com. It's our weekly show. SmackDown, New Japan Strong, whatever else Tom watched. So if you're a uh, video subscriber, you can watch that live. Otherwise, you can listen to the audio. WrestlingObserver.com. Check it out, everybody. And we are out of here. Thanks, Mike, as always. Callers and listeners everybody the studio. Talk to you next time. Wrestling Observer Live.